Advisors, mark your calendar. Exchange is back, and we are ready for some learning, connection, and fun in the sun. Join the Financial Advisor Community February 5th through the 8th in Miami, Florida at Exchange, an ETF experience, an in-person conference crafted specifically for the Financial Advisor Community. Use the code EOTW for a discounted advisor pass and learn more at exchangeetf.com. Again, that's code EOTW for a discounted advisor pass. See you there. One fund on point for today, the expert to talk about it. This is the ETF of the week. Welcome to the ETF of the week, where we get the latest take from Tom Lydon, vice chairman at Vetify, which has everything that you need to be a savvy, smart investor in exchange traded funds. From what's new and what's happening in the industry to what's trending in funds and more, vetify.com. Tom Lydon, great to chat with you again. Great to be back. Thanks, Chuck. Your ETF of the week is the JP Morgan Equity Premium Income ETF, ticker symbol JEPI. JEPI, JP Morgan Equity Premium Income. Now, this is a fund that has been ETF of the week before. And I got to tell you, not only was it ETF of the week before, but the pitch on it at that time was so good that, well, I'm not allowed to just buy off the stuff we talk, but I have rules that I got to live by. But once I was at a spot where I was looking for another investment, it not only made my shortlist, it made it into my portfolio where I loved the fund and the income it was generating, which was my primary reason for buying it. But I have to say, I sold it at the end of last year because I was doing some tax loss harvesting. So this is a fund that will be on my radar screen again once enough time has passed. But why are you looking at JEPI again now? Chuck, this is great. It's kind of like Hair Club for Men. You not only talk about it, but you're actually a client as well. (laughs) (laughs) Well, first of all, this ETF has gotten a lot of attention in the last couple of years. It's attracted billions of dollars for all the right reasons. Number one, first and foremost, managed by JP Morgan, their active shop. It has this options overlay strategy that kicks in some pretty decent income. I mean, the the current yield on this ETF is almost 12%, which is crazy. At the same time, it does, with this options overlay strategy, have the ability to protect some of the downside. And as you point out through your own experience, Chuck, it's been needed back in 22. So understand completely that you owned it for the right reasons and that you sold it because it was down. That's correct. But when we talk about current markets today, and especially the fact that it's really close to its 200-day average, if you're an investor, you've sidestepped some of the equity and the fixed income markets decline that we had in 22, and you're looking for income, and you're looking to participate on the upside if the market does rebound, this ETF gives you a little bit of both. So when you look for a trend following, this is kind of one plus one equals three when you look at JEPI. I have to say, I don't do too much tax loss harvesting as a general rule. And when I do, I'm usually looking for something that'll be a nice overlay or a replacement. And it was tough to find the right thing here. I wonder, you know, this is a fund where it's had tremendous inflows. 
Now, some of that might be, yeah, it was right around the 200-day moving average. But some of that, I think, might also be people who are harvesting losses elsewhere like this as an income replacement. I mean, what's driving the, the inflows? Do you think that it is people selling other stuff to get into this? Tax loss harvesting actually would help Jeppy as well. People might have sold other things to buy this for sure. But the tax issue as far as year-end planning is just a small fraction of why we've seen flows because this ETF has not just had flows in 22, but before that as well. Just out of curiosity, Chuck, do you remember what you bought in place of it? It was part of a series of moves. It wasn't quite a one-for-one one because I didn't find that great, easy replacement. Like in many cases, you kind of go, okay, I can buy this and it's a few degrees away. I didn't find anything. That was one of the reasons that I bought the fund in the first place is that this fund is different. I mean, this is a case where where you eat what you catch, right? The yield on this is everything that you're getting. Like, I like the fact that I have a pretty good understanding that all the yield's coming to me. Oh, exactly, exactly. Well, there's some other ETFs out there that are pretty prominent that play in the same space. QYLD and USI are also ETFs that we've talked about that have similar strategies, but not exactly the same. But if you're looking to participate in equity markets in the future, and many advisors are becoming more and more optimistic, they feel like, yes, the Fed is on a path to continue to hike rates, but it doesn't seem that that path may be as long as it has been in the past. It doesn't seem like the long tail options as far as the market, as, as far as us having huge upside or actually having huge downside from here would be happening. And with that, a little bit more stability in both equity and fixed income markets. But with this, if you're in a situation where you're getting 10, 11, 12%, which good luck trying to find that in a somewhat safe way today, while at the same time being able to have a high correlation to the S&P 500, it's a pretty good option. And you're seeing more and more companies come out with these types of strategies. I'll tell you, there's a new group called NEOS, N-E-O-S, that have been behind the management of the nationwide suite as well that are coming out with similar strategies too. So it's just a great example, Chuck, of how the ETF marketplace continues to bring more options, and forgive the pun there, of being able to not just have simple, pure beta index type strategies, but active strategies that check a lot of boxes for investors today as the market's been a big challenge. Now, we've mentioned the 200-day moving average, but I want to point out that when you first talked about this fund, you didn't say it was really a 200-day moving average play. You talked about its role in the portfolio. So let's cover that again because, yes, it could be a 200-day moving average play, but that was not your thinking then. I don't think it doesn't sound to me like that's your thinking now. It's more this is a fund that can play a couple of specific roles. So talk about those. Yeah, I think when we talked about it before, the market was doing pretty well. And I think my point was, hey, if you are happy with the market and you don't do any trend following, but you're thinking about it, here's a equity replacement for maybe a high correlation to the S&P 500 that most people have in their portfolio. What I've done is not given back as much as the S&P allocation, and it would have provided a pretty good yield too. So to those 
positive attributions still apply? They absolutely do as you go forward. There are a lot of people who have been a little bit scared of the market, maybe took some money off the table, both in the equity and the fixed income side. But since this handles both, as we're also getting a little bit more clarity on the Fed, we're starting to see inflation numbers creep back a little bit. That should bode well for the market going forward. And Chuck, again, after having both equity markets and fixed income markets down for the first time together in over 40 years, the prognosis for the future usually is pretty good following a downturn in the equities market. So again, I I think the message is make sure you don't miss the rebound. Make sure that you don't act on emotions. A great way to do that is by trend following. The other thing is if you do have equity positions or fixed income positions that you're a little bit nervous about, don't sell, but you may want to replace with something like this where you get a little bit more stability, but you got a nice balance between equity participation and income. It's the JEPI, the JP Morgan Equity Premium Income ETF, the ETF of the week from Tom Lydon at Vetify. Tom, great stuff as always. Talk to you again next week. Thanks, Chuck. The ETF of the week is a joint production between Vetify and Money Life with Chuck Jaffe. And yes, that's me. And you can learn all about my hour-long weekday financial podcast at MoneyLifeShow.com or by going to wherever you find great podcasts. If you are looking to learn more about investing in exchange-traded funds, please be sure to check out Vetify.com. There's no better site for getting everything soup to nuts from what's new and what's trending to what's happening in the industry and much, much more. They're on Twitter at Veta underscore Fi and Tom Lydon, their vice chairman, my guest. Well, he's on Twitter, too. He is at Tom Lydon. The ETF of the week is available for you every Thursday. You can find it on your favorite podcast apps. We'd love it if you'd follow along to make sure that you don't miss a thing. And of course, we hope you're going to not miss a thing and be back with us next week. Until then, happy investing, everybody. Happy investing, everybody.